Welcome back to the Yes Longevity Podcast, where we give you insight on how to get fit, feel younger, and live better. I apologize to anyone who may have started watching my original video, but for some reason, I just keep going dark here. So give me one second. I don't know what the problem is. I don't know if you can see me or not. So I need to check it out. Get hold of anyone when you want to. So let's see if I'm on this page. And uh, please bear with me. I apologize for the inconvenience here. I can't really tell. I'm going to put my one finger up here right now. When I get to that one finger, I will know that it looks like the video is working. That is extremely interesting. Well, I will get started here. I, looks as though we are up and running, and I can't tell because my screen is black. So let me just find out from somebody if this junk is actually working or not. And then I will get started with what I'm doing. I want to make sure that you can hear me. Michelle, is this working or not? Can you tell? And can let's see if like I'm picking up the phone. So I really can't tell. Well, I have the phone in my hand, right? So it must be working. Can you hear me? All right. Well, I guess we're live and I didn't know it. So. I'll talk to you later, Michelle. Thank you for your help. Again, I apologize for this technology issue, but my screen is dark. It's black. I can't tell that you can see me or not, and I can't tell if you hear me or not, so I needed to call someone. It looks like you can, so here we go. Let's give you some insight on how to get fit, feel younger, and live better. Coming to you live from Yes Fitness. Again, I'm Chris Bordeaux, owner of Yes Fitness. Coming to you live today from Yes Fitness because at 4.30, we're going to be running one of our uh, streamed classes, one of the first classes of the month, our afterburn class. So I just figured I would do it from down here, despite the technological issues that we seem to be having. And let's see, any kind of housekeeping. I think we're in week four of our quarantine games. Our quarantine games were open to anybody and everybody, member or not. And the person who came up with the highest points over the time, actually two people we decided we're going to give away a 30-day VIP, meaning they're going to come in and train with us for 30 days for free, uh, all for just staying compliant and consistent with their 
goals and their exercise and nutrition and sleep habits and all that kind of stuff through this pandemic. We wanted to try to give them a way to keep them engaged so that they can uh, come out of this feeling great, feeling good about themselves, feeling in shape and feeling like they're ready to take on the summer. So with that, uh, there's no other housekeeping. We are planning on opening on June 22nd. Uh, I believe we're going to get the green light on the 20th, which will be a Saturday. I think we'll just start out fresh on a Monday on the 22nd. But uh, there'll be more on that as we go along, uh, as we get closer to that date. Because who knows, they may change their minds like they did to the poor hair salons. They told me to open it, and next thing you know, they turned around and said, no, you can't open. So let's hope that they don't do that to us. So what do I have for you today? Well, this is what I've got for you today, okay? The myth of the fat burning zone. And, and what... Why this came about, why I decided to talk about this is because it's a myth. It's been debunked for close to probably two decades now, maybe longer. I lose kind of lose track of time. And and this is how it kind of came about, why it came back into my mind that, hey, this thing is still out there. And we really need to put it to bed again, if possible. It's funny in the fitness industry, no matter how much information gets pushed out to the public, it's, it's in such resistance that people continue to just do the things that are wrong, that have been proven that aren't good or healthy or aren't the best way to do things, just on and on and on and on, despite the information that comes down from researchers and and uh, uh, the experts. I mean, for instance, uh, sit-ups. If you're still, still doing sit-ups in your workout, I can't tell you how far behind in actual core training and how the way the core should be trained and, and how the core works. But let's let's not go down that um, path today. Let's go down the path of the fat burning zone. So this is what happened. I went out for a run. And anyone who trains with me or knows me that I'm a huge proponent of heart rate monitors. I believe wholeheartedly in a heart rate monitor as a device to give you feedback information and a way to know for intensity and accountability. So heart rate monitors are a huge thing in our, our coaching here at ES Fitness. So I had my on and I went to start my interval workout. So if you're not sure what an interval workout is, an interval workout is be I'm going to work in this particular workout I was working on. I was going to work from about 70% of my heart rate max and then work real hard till I got to 90%, not higher than 90 to 90%. We know above 90% is not safe it doesn't give you any more benefits so i want to get to 90 percent, and then i let my heart rate come back down to below 70 percent, and then work my way back up and down there's a whole lot of research on why you would do that for fat burning to get into shape more cardiovascular fitness all that stuff but interval training is the way to go but this again isn't about interval training this is about the fat burning zone so let's get a little bit further back onto that so it dawned on me, it just realized that after wearing this monitor for a while, that each time I hit the low end of my interval, the app told me that I was burning fat. So I'd get down to 65 or 60% and the app would say, you're burning fat, you're burning fat. And that's just, it's just information that is, has so little meaning. And I'm going to go over that with you why right now. And I realized after decades of research and information being put out there that the fat burning zone is still out there. The notion that the fat burning zone is where you need to be to burn fat, to lose fat, to lose weight is just 
really pretty much right now preposterous and i'll go over why in a few minutes but and then i kind of thought about this for a minute like COVID 19 it's it's like the freshman 15 right uh it's a triple whammy of like high stress smothered by comfort foods and a lack of a routine with exercise um exercise choices are being limited and that equals to maybe 10 15 or maybe even 19 pounds of fat that we're accumulating over this quarantine period it's a long period of time that we've been quarantined right we're getting close to three months and with the latest research that was published in april 9th of 2020 linking high body fat levels to an increased chance of COVID-19 setting up shop in your body, which kind of makes sense that fat is pretty comfortable for a virus to hunker down in. It's more important than ever to drop those excess pounds, excess pounds now. So with limited exercise choices, you've probably been spending the majority of your time training in what's called the famous fat burning zone, the steady state aerobic exercise, such as endurance walking, running, biking, burning a higher percentage of calories for fat. And I'm not saying you should walk, ride your bike or anything like that, but for fat burning purposes, let's get away from this fat burning zone idea, okay? However, when you're doing these type of activities, you're burning as many calories overall because your body adapts. You're just not going to burn as many calories because your body's getting used to that activity that you're doing. Your body gets more efficient. It's making much less effective as burning fat, which is why you're finding yourself in this predicament. These type of exercises, along with high cortisol, uh, your stress hormone, is making it near impossible for you to lose fat. You're most likely ending up with a few extra pounds of fluff. So let's get back to that fat burning zone idea again. If you ever use a cardio machine in the gym, right, you've probably noticed a colorful heart rate chart on the console somewhere, right? The, or even some of the machines even talk to you, like the, the app talks to you, or it'll have a gauge on there with lights. And when you get into the fat burning zone, and this chart suggests heart rate ranges for working out, right? And depending on whether your goal is to improve cardio uh, endurance or burn fat, one of the zones is labeled fat burning zone, which is supposed to tell you the intensity which you need to exercise for your body to burn more fat than carbs. But it's a little more complicated than that. But it's worth understanding this, okay? The fat burning zone is when you're working about 50 to 65% of your maximum heart rate. Maximum heart rate, simple formula we use, is 220 minus your age. So if uh, you're 60 years old, 220, your heart rate max, the maximum amount of your heart rate could be would be 160 beats a minute. That number can be off by as much as 12 beats plus or minus, but you would take 50 or 65% of that number, that 160, and that would be your technical heart rate zone, right? And you may also think about it as this, okay? So 50 to 65% of heart rate max might be putting you, if you were putting out an effort of five or six on a scale of one to 10, one being complete rest, 10 being as hard as you possibly can. So if you're thinking about five or six on a scale or 50 to 65% of heart rate max, this would be technically what they would call your heart burning, heart, your heart burning zone, your fat burning zone. And then this is what most Chedmore charts are telling you, right? This is what we're getting. So, but the phrase 
fat burning zone is misleading. Though very admittedly, it's very enticing to see that. The problem is that presented without complex, you might conclude that limiting the intensity of your workout will result in burning more fat. But that's not really the whole story. The best time to burn fat or the highest percentage of fat is actually when you're sleeping. That is when you're burning the highest percentage of fat of the most of the calories being burned. Now we all know that now we're not burning very many calories when we're sleeping. So I don't want everybody to go on a sleep diet, right? You're not going to lose fat by going to sleep and sleeping more unless you're sleeping through all your meals possibly. But we, before we dive into this any further, let's just establish how your body burns fat in the first place. We're going to kind of keep it kind of simple. We're not going to get too sciencey about this, okay? Our bodies are always working to burn both carbohydrates and fat into energy our cells can utilize, okay? This energy production is constant. And the dominant energy source changes depending upon what you're doing and what lifestyle factors and what you might maybe most eaten recently determines that. So in most cases, the body's going to choose what's readily available in abundance. So for example, if you eat a high carb meal right before exercises, chances are your body will rely on those carbs first for energy, no matter how intensive intensity or how no matter the intensity of your workouts. Okay. Energy production is a complex process that happens every second of every day. And our bodies are smart machines that are generally operating in the most efficient way possible. That's what the body wants to do. It wants to be efficient. Like I said, it's very complicated. But the bottom line is that when you do high-intensity exercise, you're still going to burn fat. You're just going to burn, also be burning carbs as well. And carbs will probably be the higher proportion of calories being burned if the intensity is high. Break that down again. The higher the intensity, you're going to burn some fat, but you're probably going to be burning more carbohydrate. The lower the intensity, the more fat you'll be burning, but you'll still be burning some carbohydrates. You're burning both energy sources all the time. So now that I've kind of laid out the basics, here's what you actually need to know about the fat burning zone and how to make the best use in your workouts. It's true that when you're working out at 55 or 50 to 70 or 50 to 65 percent, some people believe of your heart rate max, your body uses more fat than carbohydrates for fuel. And here's why. And it's going to be different for everybody, right? Science, less than time. Okay, keeping it simple. Our bodies primarily burn fat and carbohydrates for fuel. Though different biochemical processes our cells convert those nutrients into a usable form of chemical energy called adenosine triphosphate, or ATP. Simple, just ATP. As I've already discussed, whether we burn more fat or more carbs to create ATP depends on the level of activity. Though other factors likely diet and hormones can come into play as well. So, so, so here's why. Our cells need oxygen to burn fat into ATP. When we're at rest and breathing normally, oxygen is readily available, like in aerobic activity, and we can metabolize fat at a slow, steady pace. When we're at rest, the body is definitely geared and driven toward oxidizing or burning its fuel source, its major fuel source, which is stored fat. Anytime the body is at homeostasis, 
as we're saying, just this kind of a steady state. I need to do the smartest thing possible in tortoise five. So I'm going to draw energy from the greatest fuel source on my body, the greatest fuel depot on my body, and that is stored body fat. Not only is fat abundant, it's great to provide slow burning energy, which makes it perfect for fuel in our brains and our bodies when we're at rest, which is often, or working out at a lower to moderate intensities, 50 to 65% on RA max. The more intensely you exercise, the more your body turns to carbs for energy. Now you probably say, why do I want to use carbs for energy? When you use carbs for energy, your body's going to replenish them anyway. So it's okay to use carbohydrates. The harder you go, the more quickly your body needs to turn nutrients into ADP. ATP, ADP, got payroll on my mind, ATP. We can do that with carbs more efficiently than we can with fat because we don't always need oxygen to convert carbs to ATP. It's a little bit more efficient. So in fact, our bodies tend to preserve carbohydrate stores for oxygen in scarce, when oxygen is scarce, but we really need the energy. Again, our bodies are very smart machines. So to sum it up, as exercise intensity increases, the portion of fuel that comes from carbohydrates also increases, while the portion from fat decreases. Remember, you're still burning both carbohydrates and fat. It's just that certain point you start burning more carbs than fat. The turning point is different for every person, and it can vary from day to day or workout to workout. It depends on when you start breathing harder and harder to keep up with how intense your workout becomes. When that happens, you aren't taking enough oxygen in to burn fat, so your body turns to carbohydrates. So what does this all mean? I mean, let's just talk a little about more about high intensity, okay? Before I really show you the numbers as to why you want to try to stay away from the fat burning zone to burn fat. Because right now it sounds like, hey, I want to burn more of a higher percentage of fat, right? The problem is you're not burning that many calories. But we're going to talk about that in just one second. When you work out at a high intensity, you burn more calories overall. The total amount of calories you burn is more. Higher intensity exercises pushes multiple systems in the body, including the cardiovascular and the respiratory system, to work harder and faster so you can keep up in moving and functioning at the intense level. So, for example, the heart has to contract quicker to supply enough blood, which carries oxygen and nutrients to the working muscles. The respiratory system has to work harder and faster so it can breathe at the rapid pace. Anytime our organs and muscles are working harder than normal, they'll need more energy or calories to do so. So to kind of better understand this, let's think about walking versus running. Walking, you'll probably, you'll, the problem, walking, the, you'll primarily metabolize fat for fuel, okay? But you will burn fewer calories than if you had run the same distance. So if you, if you walk five miles and you run five miles, you're going to burn more calories from running because of the amount of calories it takes to do that extra intensity of exercise. So in the time it takes to walk three miles, you could probably run 4.5 miles, increasing your total caloric expenditure even more. So it might even go to the same distance. Now we're going to cut the distance. We're going to be walks fewer distance and run further, so we're going to burn more calories. 
So at the end of the day, if your goal is to burn fat, burning more calories overall is more efficient than working at a lower intensity to stay in the so-called fat burning zone. At a lower intensity, you're burning fewer calories overall. While the percentage of fat burning might be higher, the total number of calories you're burning is less than that would happen if you were exercising at a higher intensity. When you up the intensity, you can burn just as much fat, if not more, in less time, even if carb amount is larger percentage of the overall calories burned. So here's another little bonus for you, okay? High intensity exercise also increases how many calories you burn in a couple of days following exercise, which is known as the afterburn effect. We've talked about this before. People tend to overestimate the effects of afterburn, but it does exist and is a minor factor in the overall calorie expenditure. So mixing high intensity workouts with more moderate intensity workouts is the best way to burn fat in a safe, sustainable way. So when it comes to exercise, a mix of intensity exercise and moderate is important if the ultimate goal is to lose fat. By the way, so is paying attention to your nutrition, your sleep, sleep, stress levels and hydration, recovery, and a whole host of other factors. So here's a little bit of an idea what you might think about. Let's say you were going to work out, okay? And too much high intensity can lead to injury and burnout. So you shouldn't ignore that. Although if your goal is to burn fat, like most things in life, striking a balance in your fitness routine is best. It's the best way to sustain and help you get the results you want. So an idea of maybe doing strength training two, three times a week and doing some interval training one or two times a week. And then on top of that, maybe one or two days of recovery at steady state. So maybe two days of strength training, two days of interval. Give yourself one or two days of recovery because the body needs to get recovery. You should not work out intensely every single day. Um, that might be a little bit of a plan to go by, okay? So here's another way to look at this, okay? And this might help as well. Many... Aerobic exercise programs and videos feature low-intensity workouts uh, purporting that you'll maximize fat burning, okay? The argument is that the low-intensity aerobic training will allow the body to use more fat as energy source, thereby accelerating the loss of body fat. While it's true that it's a higher portion of calories burned during the low-intensity exercise from fat, about 60% opposed to 35% in high-intensity programs. Okay, so the low-intensity might be burning 60% of our calories from fat. As we start to get high-intensity, we might be only be burning 35% of our calories from fat. The high-intensity exercise still burns more calories from fat in the final analysis. So, for example, let's say you perform 30 minutes of low-intensity aerobic exercise, okay? at a level of 50% of maximum exercise capacity. You'll burn approximately 200 calories. Now, obviously, the size of the person might make a difference, but just for now, we're going to say that the person weighs one particular weight in this example, okay? And they're going to burn approximately 200 calories. About 120 of those calories, or 60%, come from fat. However, exercising for the same amount of time at high intensity, at 75% of your maximum heart rate capacity, right? You'll burn approximately 400 calories. So we double the amount of calories. 
and 35% of those calories or 140 of those calories will come from stored fat. So by working harder, we burned more total calories and more calories from fat. So by sticking to the fat burning zone for their workouts, many individuals are wasting valuable time. Keep in mind that you lose weight and body fat when you expend more calories than you consume, not just because you burn more fat or anything else like that from exercise. So we need to kind of get in love with, with intensity, not duration, okay? So I'm going to go through a few studies with you here. December 2006, so this is a long time ago. That's why I say this fat burning zone thing is really a myth and it needs to be stopped, put to a halt. In 2006, a Canadian researcher reported that just two weeks of interval training boosted women's ability to burn fat during exercise by 36%. In January 2007, a six-month study was published showing that adding aerobic exercise had no additional effect on body composition over diet alone. So adding steady state, adding aerobic exercise did nothing extra. In June of 2007, a 12-month study was published which had a subject doing six hours of aerobic exercise a week, training six days a week for one year. The average weight loss was only three pounds over that one-year period. Six days a week for a year, and the average weight loss was three pounds. According to a British study, levels of human growth hormone, which assist in building muscle and burning fat, skyrocketed 530% in subjects just after 30 seconds of printing as fast as they could on a stationary bike. Human growth hormone skyrocketing. Australian fitness researchers have 18 women perform 20 minutes of interval training on a stationary bike. Eight seconds of sprinting followed by 20 seconds of recovery throughout the workout three days a week. The women lost an average of five and a half pounds over 15 weeks without dieting. Similar groups performing 40 minutes of moderate cycling, three days a week activity, actually gained a pound of fat over that same time period. Two of the heavy women who did interval training dropped 18 pounds. In a side-by-side comparison, researchers in McMaster's University in Ontario measured fitness gains in eight interval exercises using 20 to 30-minute cycling workouts that included four to six 30-second sprints against eight volunteers who pedaled at a lower intensity of 90 to 120 beats per minute. And after two weeks, the interval group was every bit as fit as those who worked out three or four times as long. I mean, interval is the way to go. And we already know, we've talked about this many times before, interval training with a heart rate monitor is the best way. It's the most accurate way in the way that it'll be most customized to your body. But of course, less intense form of exercise has its benefits as well, for example, because many overweight people tend to find that lower intensity exercise is more comfortable. They may therefore be willing to engage in such workouts. So let's not just say don't do it at all. You put it into your program. If that's all that you can do right now, then that's what you should do. Um, make it, you know, fartlek training where we don't really have specific time frames, do some walking up a little hill, walking down. That'll get the heart rate up. That'll perform some intervals. So 
like this isn't enough. Intervals can also help to reverse the aging process. Fast twitch muscle fibers are the first to go when we age, large because neurons stop communicating with them. Research has shown that you can increase neurons firing rates after just one week of training. With more muscles firing, you have more energy for life. It's time to bury the myth of using long, steady-state cardio to burn up fat for good. Let's bury it. No more spending hours and hours on a treadmill, elliptical, or bike. I've worked with many figure competitors. I've worked with many clients, and they're lean and they're defined using interval-style workouts. That is a key to our program. With the full-body strength training program, you'll get great success. So if you want to try to lose that COVID 10, 15, 19, whatever it might be, switch your gears completely, create some a metabolic disturbance. Prioritize your high-intensity workouts, including short bursts of long instead of long, steady endurance workouts. Lifting weights using metabolic resistance training to build fat, burning machinery, and perform interval-style workouts using bodyweight exercises or kettlebell circuits or dumbbells, sandbags, whatever it might be, as your cardio, and save the long, steady-state walks for your deep, de-stressing your recovery workouts. Um, don't make it the prime way of working out. So we got a question here. What are fast twitch muscle fibers? Let me answer that quickly. So fast twitch muscle fibers, we're going to kind of make it quickly. Your body's kind of broken down by two kinds of muscle fibers, fast twitch and slow twitch. So with fast twitch muscle fibers, if you had a lot of fast twitch muscle fibers, you might be a sprinter in the Olympics, okay? If you had a lot of slow twitch muscle fiber in your percentage, you might be an endurance runner in the Olympics. You might be running marathons. Generally, people like us, we're about 50-50. The gifted ones have those type of breakdowns. So as we age, it's the fast twitch muscle fibers that we lose. We always say, okay, I start to lose muscle around age 30, and it continues all the way until we die unless we intervene and do some kind of strength training, some kind of real proper strength training. But in that strength training, you need to include some power training, power training, Interval training addresses the fast twitch muscle fibers. So it helps with longevity, helps with fat loss, it helps with um, getting in better shape, cardiovascular shape, it helps with fall prevention and balance, all those kind of things. So um, that's what the fat burning zone is all about. And that's what uh, fast twitch muscle fibers are. So I strongly urge you, I strongly urge you to include interval training, stop with the steady state if you're trying to get more fit and burn more fat. So hopefully you'll be able to see this. Obviously, again, I said I can't see myself. It's a black screen in front of me. I have no idea what it, what it looks like, and you've been able to hear it. And um, that's what I got for you today. I appreciate you taking this out and listening to me. I hope everyone is well and safe, and we'll be back again next week with more information on how to get fit, feel younger, and live better. Have a great evening.